The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our epistle reading for today from Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22, but especially these words at the end of our reading. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Most of us here gathered today are staunch proponents of traditional biblical marriage. We hold fast to the definition of marriage which God has revealed in his holy word. One man, one woman, for life. We would be prepared to vote against such changes, or against changes to marriage if they were before us on the ballot. We would be ready to write our senators and tell them what we think. We might even be willing to stand on the courthouse steps and speak our minds. After all, protecting marriage is part of our faithfulness to God. And we also know that it is critical for our society's well-being. It's not something we can bend on, right? Well, I say this, if we're going to be tempted to bend just a little bit, our reading from Ephesians might be the place that really gets us to consider it, at least. Today we must ask ourselves again how committed we are to everything that the scriptures have to teach us about marriage. Do we really hold firm to traditional marriage? Do we hold fast to the biblical definition and counsel about marriage? Do we take in all of it? Or have we begun to hold to the traditions of men rather than the commandments of God when it comes to certain things related to marriage? Wives, let me ask you a question today. Were you sort of just cheering in your heart today as you heard the Lord's command to submit to your own husband as to the Lord himself? Do you often, you know, talk to your girlfriends about how you need to get home and submit to your husband in everything? Do you like that thought of the husband as your head. Is this something that brings nice, warm fuzzies to your heart? Husbands, let me ask you some questions. Were you grinning from ear to ear when the Lord commanded you to give up anything you hold precious in order to love your wife? Do you tell your buddies you need to run home quickly in order to make sure that your wife knows how much you love her? Does the thought of devoting your entire life to the task of making your wife's life as good as it can possibly be just something that tickles your fancy every day? Well, this is what God calls us to in marriage. For this instruction we find in Ephesians 5 is not just something that pops up once and then goes away. 
It's the order of marriage that is taught throughout the entire scriptures. You see, God's intention for marriage goes beyond just getting the right genders together for the right amount of time. He has ordered marriage in particular ways for particular reasons. So today we must ask, have we embraced just parts of what God says about marriage Or are we willing to accept all of his teaching as not only true, but as good? Before going back to those specific instructions given both to husbands and to wives in our passage for today, let's make make sure we get the basic idea of what Paul is speaking about in this text. For the Spirit reveals in this passage that God has given marriage not only to bless the people within marriage, but also that he has given marriage as a picture for the rest of the world. He has given, indeed, in marriage, a little bit of a window into what the relationship between him and his church, his bride, truly is. Yes, God has designed and ordered marriage in order that it might be a picture of what Christ's love for the church looks like, and what the church's faithful response to to Christ's love is. You know, we often talk about the fact that God loves us, and that Jesus loves us. But truth be told, that's kind of a hard concept to understand, at least when we talk about what all that might mean. And so God has given us marriage. It's a way for us to understand a little better how it all works. Just like God gives earthly fathers, so that when they're doing what they should do, we have a little picture of what it's like to have a heavenly father, so also God gives marriage. In order so that we might have a little picture again of how much Christ loves the church and how the church responds to that love. You see, in the playing out of this picture, both spouses are involved. The husband has been chosen by God to play the role of Christ. And the wife has been chosen to play the role of the church. And we always want to get that right. This is not about who's smarter, who's more able, who is better. It's simply about playing the role that God has given us to play. So the husband must take care to play the role of Christ. And the wife must take care to play the role of church. If a little boy were to come up and ask, what is it like to be loved by Christ? Ideally, we should be able to look to his father and say, well, you see how dad is always taking care of your mom's need? How he's present there in order to help her, how it is that he listens and then responds with acts that show he's been listening. Well, that is what Jesus is like in regards to his church, to his people, to you. Likewise, if a young girl were to ask what it means to love Christ, what that should look like, Ideally, again, we should be able to point her to her mother. 
and say, see how mom respects dad? See how she seeks to be of help to him in every way? How she orders his or her life in order to help meet his needs? Well, that's how the church, God's people, are to be in regards to Christ. No doubt the picture is not always drawn as beautifully or as precisely as it should be each day in each marriage. Occasionally we do see this picture drawn in rather awe-taking form. We can marvel at the husband who lovingly cares for his ailing wife day after day for decades. We can be taken aback by the wife that still offers to her husband respect, even though some disability has caused him to not truly be able to lead in a lot of ways for many years. But we must admit also other times this picture looks like it's been hastily drawn by a one-year-old. There's the husband who groans at the slightest request of the wife. There's the wife who mocks her husband openly in public. But know this, just because the picture is not always drawn perfectly does not mean we are to give up trying to draw that picture. For it is God's picture, and he has given us a role to play each day. Yes, he wants people to have this picture of how he loves his people and how his people in response love him. God offers forgiveness day by day when that picture bears almost no resemblance rather, to the relationship that he has with us. But he also offers us new life through the Spirit in order that having been forgiven, we can be raised up and go about trying to paint this picture more beautifully today than perhaps we did the day before. You see, the husband is to love the wife endlessly because Christ loves the church endlessly. And the wife is to submit and look to her husband as the head precisely because the church submits to Christ and looks to Christ as the head. And when both spouses play their role, things are well. And the picture is drawn beautifully. But when others, either side refuses to play their role, then things can quickly become strained. And the picture cannot be completed as it should. And so day by day, we as Christian people, especially those of us given to live in marriage, need to make sure that we take time to repent of the ways in which we do not properly paint this picture We take time to repent and then find comfort and new life in Jesus. Not only does God want this picture of marriage drawn in order that we might have the picture itself, he also wants us to live in marriage this way because he knows it is best for his creation. You see, God has created men and women differently. And he wants us to each have what we most need. Study after study comes out from people who have no interest in proving the Bible true, but come to this 
conclusion. They say that in relationships, ultimately, what the women desire is to feel loved. And what men desire is to feel honored and needed. How beautiful it is that God's design for marriage delivers to each spouse exactly what they need and want most. And that's really the point. God has ordered marriage so that the husband will take care of the wife's needs. And so that the wife will take care of the husband's needs. Rather than simply trying to fight for what we think we need. And when that is played out well, when the husband dedicates himself to loving the wife, and the wife dedicates herself to respecting her husband, all things are well. The two who have become one flesh are able to act like one flesh. Today, perhaps we need to admit that it maybe we have been rather bold to confess our belief in traditional biblical marriage in certain ways, and yet in other ways have failed to embrace everything that God has revealed to us about marriage in the scriptures. In regards to the roles in which spouses are to play towards one another, it's been very easy in our culture to simply take those ideas and toss them aside, to pick up the traditions of men that are being passed down to us, instead of clinging to the word and promises of God. We must admit that at times our devotion to what Christ teaches about marriage has not always been what it should be. We have questioned God's order for marriage. We have wondered if it is the best way. And even when we are committed to saying that it is the best way, we know that it is very hard to live out each day in marriage. It's very easy for the husband to begin to think that his job is to make sure his wife submits. And it's not, husbands. Your job is to make sure you love your wife. And it's very easy also for wives to begin to think their job is to make sure their husbands love them well. It's not, ladies. Your job is to respect your husband. That is what God clearly lays out in his word today. That is how marriage is to be ordered. And so we must confess that at times we do not believe this as we should, or we do not live it out as we could. Ultimately today, we must admit that as the church, we have not played our role well according to our relationship to Christ. For when it comes to Christ, we are simply to hear his word and submit and follow him. But many times we do not. And you know when we don't, Christ could easily just hold his love back from us. He could return our coldness with his own. Thanks be to God, he never does. No, as we come to him this day, he shows us again his love for his church, for his people, for you. That love that he first showed on the cross at Calvary and at the empty tomb. Yes, here in this place again today, our husband Christ comes to us 
and loves us. He does it for you this day. He washes you clean in the blood he spilt at Calvary. He clothes you in a beautiful white robe of righteousness. He prepares you for that marriage feast on the last day when he returns. He presents you to himself without any spot or blemish. What wondrous love is this. When we behold Jesus Christ's love for us, we should be taken aback. We should not be able even to take it all in. For he pours out his love in great measure. And we get to bask in it each day. Thanks be to God for his endless love. Amen.